Really, the goal is just to use our stories to bring veterinary medicine to life for the pet caretakers of the world. Uh, and we're doing it because we believe that educating these caretakers is the most powerful thing that we can do to improve the life quality of all of the pets that we love. Hey everybody, we're back. It's Dr. Natalie Keith. Dr. Mariah Goodall. And this is Vet Tales. Hmm. So um, today we're going to talk about um, time relevant things like the holidays. holidays. Yeah. I told Dr. Goodall I was going to try, I, actually what I said was I feel like my sarcasm is going to be off the Richter scale with this one. <laughs> I love holiday season. <laughs> so fun. It, yeah, in the vet world it's great. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of things that go awry during the holiday se- season. There are, because everyone's stressed. Yes. Traveling. Yeah. Mixing. Changing dietary habits. Yeah. Yes. Mixing. Mixing families. Pet, doing pet groups included. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, so much stress. I do like Christmas lights, so I still have that going for me in, in Christmas songs. Love decorating for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. That's my like the last little thing I'm still holding on to <laughs> from the joys I once had as a child. <laughs> okay. Anyway. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so, so basically, yeah, so we thought, well, let's talk about, um, in general, just, you know, what can we do for at least our pets to minimize their, the trauma they experience <laughs> during this lovely season. Right. Um, well, cause for them, like, it's just another day. Yeah. They don't understand why we're all behaving odd yeah. and doing all these different things yeah. and breaking every routine and. <laughs> and yeah, there's people and other things, and yes, the whole house is changing because you're switching out the decor. Yes, that stresses Blitzen out. Yeah, and then the cats just want to be in the tree, and uh-huh. they don't like. Why can't I just be in the tree? Honestly. I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I should be in the tree. Some of the ways people come up with to keep their cats out of the tree, and the cat still ends up in the tree. Of course they do. Hanging they're cats. on the ceiling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and there's still a cat in No it. doubt. Finally, they just get a glass tube yep. to <laughs> encircle the entire tree once it's decorated. It goes floor to ceiling. That's almost what you'd have to do. Yeah, and then some cats. you have uh, my mother-in-law used to have this, like, Christmas tree rotator base, you know, so then mm-hmm. like you still could you could still see every de- decoration, every mm-hmm. angle of the tree, it'd just be inside a, a tube. Wow, that's fancy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it how fancy it really it sounds fancy. It sounds fancy, yeah. But yeah, it may just be like a glorified, you know, like turntable <laughs> device with a battery. I don't know. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Um, but anyway, she does make a beautiful Christmas tree. That's wonderful. Yeah, so, um, what do you want to tackle first? Um, let's talk about, let's talk about mixing new pet groups. Yeah. Because I feel like... That's the, the that's biggest big, fallout. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we, a, a lot of times you can kind of predict some of the other hazards, but that one, you know, it's like people, I, I think people don't quite expect for, you know, Fluffy, who loves everyone who walks in, to not love Fido mm-hmm. when he comes over. Right. And so you get, or, um, you know, you drop a piece of Christmas ham. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, 
two dogs that have been getting along but don't quite have their pecking order established are yes. in a tussle. Yes, because that's a, that's a prize right there. It is. Drop tan. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want a piece? Yeah, I mean, yeah, worth, worth the fight. We're totally worth the fight <laughs> over that one. So I think, um, you know, just be really cognizant that your dogs cats, I don't know who's introducing new cat groups to each other. Yeah, I feel like cat... No, so I would say, like, with the dog that comes over to the cat house Mm -hmm. and then of course the cat is like no thank you on these extra humans yes already stressed yes and then this dog thing but the yeah (laughs) but the yeah the dog going into a new environment is the wild card that winds you up at the emergency room getting stitches Mm -hmm. like you or the dog or everyone or everyone yes yeah Uh, so you know i think our recommendation is just you know, when when you have the food out or you don't know how the dogs are going to interact, like, have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a spare bedroom or something like that. That's yeah. Yeah, or, you know, a crate. Like, so yeah. let's, you know, I, and people can get super weird about this. Like, this is their baby. Of course they're coming over for Thanksgiving. You know, this, this Fido is their baby and Fluffy's, mm-hmm. this is Fluffy's house. You know, if you're hosting and you're Fluffy's mom, just put Fluffy in the crate and let Fido come over for the afternoon, you know, and just avoid the whole mm-hmm. interaction. If that's, you know, if it's if it's going to be a once a year thing, we don't need these dogs to necessarily integrate. Now, if the dogs are going to be there for, if they're coming for like a week, let's say, um, then a slow integration is probably worth it. Mm-hmm. But if it's like just for dinner, just put yeah. Fluffy in the crate. Well, and even, I mean, so my dad brings his dog over to our house and one of our dogs does not really like other dogs that aren't in her sure. group and so when he's over she she gets the spare bedroom and then a couple hours a day is her time to come out and dad puts his dog up and so yeah. we just alternate for the three days to a week that yeah my dad's usually here yeah uh, and so that way we're we're never having to worry about is Tess going to do something that's setting Rizzo off? Right, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you have an irreversible problem. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yes, uh, prevention is paramount for so many things, but dog fights are in that. Absolutely. Yes. I've sewn up many a dog on Thanksgiving. Yes, it happens often. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, as far as our kitty cats go, uh, just let them go hide in the room, close the door. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't tell the grandkids where the cat right, hides. Yes. Ask ask your guests to just respect your cat's space. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you, you may end up with the cat that's here blocked two days after Thanksgiving. Right. I mean, yeah, so cats, you know, obviously you worry about, you know, will the cat scratch somebody and that's an issue. But they will get, uh, it's so weird that this is what their body does, but they get what we call sterile or stress cystitis. Mm-hmm. So their bladder will just get all kinds of angry inflammation they'll throw fibrin and clots and then we have a blocked cat especially Mm -hmm. if it's a male yeah that happened so when my grandmother died oh yeah um, and we had all these people over and the house was i mean you know pretty she was in hospice care for not very long just like a week or two but hospice at home and so the house was all messed up and so the day of her funeral um, we couldn't find Petey, one of their cats, and he was hiding behind my grandfather's desk, and I felt him, and I was like, oh, he's blocked. Yep. Because <laughs> so, he had a grapefruit in his lower abdomen. He did, yeah. yes. And, and so 
the morning of, of my grandmother's funeral, luckily it was in the afternoon, I'm at this vet clinic in this town that I don't live in. As a client. As a client, explaining to them, I know he's blocked. I yeah. need you to take care of it so yeah. I can go be with my family. And, oh, my gravy. And, like, that wasn't even a holiday. No. Thank goodness. But same concept. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, the cats have no idea if it's Thanksgiving or Grandma's yeah. funeral. They just know they don't like all these extra things. Mm-hmm. The change. It's very stressful for them. And yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's not where you want to end up if at all possible yeah so yeah let them do their thing if you have cats that are really prone to stress maybe you don't have family over for a week yeah you know, if you want to host that day that's probably fine mm-hmm. um, yeah but, but prolonged you know and there's also like if you also know you have a pet that's really prone to stress dogs or cats you know you may think about a anti-anxiety medication mm-hmm. just for those two or three days yes. um those are definitely available and safe and uh we have them that will be short acting like that just mm-hmm. for a couple of days yep and so if, if you need something like that holler at us now yeah not the day before thanksgiving yeah please because we might be out before Thanksgiving. We might, yeah. We're only here till noon, so, <laughs> you know, it's all about planning ahead for these guys, so, yeah. uh, which remind, oh, yeah, like, I hope this podcast goes out before Thanksgiving. I may have to change my order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Look at me <laughs> thinking about stuff on the fly. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Scenes of Fet Tales. Right. There is no schedule. <laughs> there is, nope, uh-uh. No, we talked about Halloween after Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're doing National Diabetes Diabetic Day was actually um, yesterday, or Di- World Diabetes Day, uh-huh. and that podcast isn't going to come out for like three weeks. It's fine. It's fine. The information's it, getting out there. Yeah, and uh, the World Diabetes Day caused us to think about it. Yeah. And then to create. Which is the point. Which is the point. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. On so top awesome. of it. So, anyway, so... Um, Back to today's topic of, of uh, holidays and such. Um, let's move on to diet changes and mm. such. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's just another day for your pets. Yeah. It might be a weird day in their life, but it's just another day. So they don't need to sample every bit of Thanksgiving dinner. To not feel left out. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, stick with their regular diet. Because you don't want to be in here mm-hmm. a day or two after Thanksgiving with a dog who's vomiting blood and bloody diarrhea, mm-hmm. not eating. Um, yeah. Because they have pancreatitis from whatever. The ham. Yes, ham. Or the Anything with a lot of butter in it. Mm-hmm. Any fatty Mashed stuff. potatoes. Yeah, like this, just anything that's going to be high in fat is going to be super... Um, risky Mm -hmm. for creating pancreatitis. They just don't handle fat the same way that we do, Um, especially when they're not accustomed to it, and they will just get really sick. They will. I mean, they can even get just like, I guess we maybe should have talked about this with the stress, but a lot of dogs, even if they're not getting in dog fights, um, you know, they'll get stress diarrhea. Mm -hmm. And so then you got to deal with that too. So there's lots of reasons why dogs get diarrhea. There is. That's especially on holidays. <laughs> but yes, especially on holidays. I mean, another story on my end. Rizzo does that every time we board her. Yeah. Like two days later, she's back here in the hospital with 
bloody diarrhea. Yeah. My husband is stressed out of his mind. She's his dog. Yes. And um, I'm like, she'll be fine. Yes. She just needs fluids, but she needs fluids. Yeah, that's the thing. And, uh, yeah. And you don't, again, you know, when you have guests over, you don't necessarily want to do that. So if you, again, if you have a dog who you know is prone to stress or if you're like wildly changing their routine, if it's normally just you and your dog and suddenly you're having, you know, five, ten people over, then think ahead about, you know, do I need to do something to help them out? And maybe we just start with probiotic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it never hurts to preload with a probiotic. Yeah. Because uh, that, that way we can hopefully help support that gut flora and, and maybe we just loose stools instead of bloody. Blow out. <laughs> Blow out. <diarrhea>. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like when, you're, when your dog's um, defecation process has sound effects. Yes. Like, it's not a good day. <laughs> not a good day. And no. No so, one wants that. And usually, like, if you catch it quickly, you can absolutely um, get through it with just some go-home meds. But mm-hmm. if they're getting pancreatitis, back to the diet change especially, um, like, they're going to have to stay in the hospital. Yes, most most likely. Yeah. And then that just ruins Thanksgiving. It really does. It, it ruins takes, Christmas, maybe. Yeah, because there went your Christmas budget <laughs> <laughs> to your dog's hospital stay. <laughs> Can't I get a tree this year. Yeah, right. Brutal. Oh man. Also, get insurance for your dogs. I yes. Think. I like to plug that in every time we talk about how expensive veterinary medicine can be. Like, yeah. I wish I could fix that, but I can't. But I can recommend insurance. Because mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's gonna help at least smooth out some of those bumps yeah. in the road. Yeah, I mean, in here it's not so bad, but if you have to go to an emergency hospital or if you're out of state, and I mean, so, like. I've seen some vet bills from, from big cities, like in Colorado and stuff, and it's next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, so definitely insurance is going to be game changer. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So anyway, um, what about if you're the one traveling with your dog and hopefully not your cat, but like if you, if maybe, maybe you've got that cat that is cool to go with you, but right. otherwise get a house sitter. Yeah. Honestly, don't take your cats. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you have a bangle or something, I get it. Those guys are up for a road trip. But most cats just get a house sitter. Yeah. I mean, you hear so many stories about people who do try and travel with their cats, and the cat ends up, like, escaping the hotel room. Yes. Or, you know, yeah, jumping out at the gas station. Or blocked before they get home. blocked before they get home, and then you're stuck in... You know, who knows where. <laughs> yeah, halfway between where you started and where you were going at a vet clinic for three days while they unlock your cat so it doesn't die. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to keep going. I'll be by to pick it up when I come back. Right? <laughs> no doubt. Three days of hospital and three days of boarding, please. Yep. <laughs> With three days of anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you're traveling with a pet who does not normally travel anxiety medication, mm-hmm. for sure, you're going to want that. Or even pets that do travel. I mean, Sadie, another story on my end. You're just full of I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I'm so bland today. Yeah. I do a lot more traveling with my pets, I think, than you That's do. probably true. Yeah. yeah. But Sadie, you know, I, we traveled to Missouri multiple times a year with her and she still she had to have trazodone before we got in the car because she would just be so anxious about the car ride itself she loved going places it was just being in the car it was just being it is a rather unnatural process when you think about it it is and it's in a hunk of metal moving 75 miles an hour down a 
It was highway speeds, too, that would, like, mess her up. Like, you know, if we were just traveling in town, we'd normally be okay for about 20 minutes. But once we hit the highway, it didn't matter how long we'd been in the car. She was like, this is unnatural. Right. (laughs) And that was correct. Yes. Correct assessment. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, if but, yeah, if you have a pet that doesn't travel a whole lot, you know, be prepared for for anything. I would I would probably ask your vet if if they could send you some anxiety medications, even if it's just a couple days worth, mm-hmm. in case you need it. Yep. Um, nausea medications aren't a bad idea either. Car sickness, yeah. Blitzen. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I, I'm just you know these are all, all of the things I experience during my holidays. <laughs> um, but I do have a dog who gets car sick. He actually does okay on the highway. It's when we get off the highway into, like, the curvy And you're making, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, turns green. Me too, Blitzen. (laughs) Me too. So, um, actually, I'm so glad we're starting to to keep the Meropotent, the generic tablets, because I used to take Serenia injections with us. Because wow. on Dancitron was just not doesn't cut it. cut it. Yeah, for motion sickness, it really doesn't. And it's wild because that um, this that Serenia we use the the generic the Meropotent Citrate, which um, it, it's interesting that the labeled dose for motion sickness is like wild. eight times for just like normal nausea. Yeah. Like your dog gets upset stomach because he you know got into the pumpkin pie. Then you need like two milligrams, one to two milligrams per keg or uh-huh. something. And then it's like if we're going to be traveling, you need eight to ten milligrams per keg yeah. for motion sickness. So that tells you a little something about motion sickness. Yeah, and, and how it triggers the brain there. Yes. So. No, you are nauseous. No, you do need to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that's another thing that you can just ask for preemptively if you don't know how your pet travels. Yeah, it's so safe. Mm-hmm. You know, have it if you need it. If you don't need it, great. Yeah. Uh, health certificates. Yeah, and vaccines. Let's let's do that. Real quick, yeah. yeah. So, so if you are crossing state lines legally, you need a health certificate. Um, you can get that from us. We are USDA accredited. Woo! Woo! So we can write you health certificates. Uh, and yeah, it, you know, anytime you're crossing straight state lines, if you're gonna fly, most airlines are gonna require some sort of yeah. Health you certificate. will not get on the plane without a health certificate. Mm-hmm. You can gamble in the car a lot. Most people do. I yeah. feel like just drive without one. But like if you run into that trooper who's just really having a rough day, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna wish you had one. Yeah, you are. And yeah, proof of vaccine. Make sure you take that with you. Yeah, you know, especially if you do end up in a dog fight situation, they're gonna want that. Well, and beyond that, like you need to make sure your pet is vaccinated before you're traveling as Mm -hmm. well, because like flu, for example, Mm -hmm. we used to not really, at least in Oklahoma, have to deal with that, but now it's a really common thing. We just tested two dogs yesterday that I am sure are gonna come back positive, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just it's it's going around. So if you're not traveling and you're boarding your pet. I guess all of these same things can apply too, like probiotics, anxiety medications, vaccines, like got to make sure you're current on this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then of course rabies for legal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure you've got that, but yeah, absolutely. Flu and Bordetella, mm-hmm. you know, everything. Lepto. 
Oh, yes. Uh, Especially if you're going to grandma's. Yeah. And grandma lives on a farm or just a few acres. Or if you're going to be traveling long distances and stopping at those places that have, like, dog Mm -hmm. public drinking waters, a lot of times, like, raccoons will drink out of that overnight. And that's a really great way. Like, back in Chicago, it's been, gosh, maybe 15 years ago, but they used to not vaccinate little dogs for your lepto. They'd be like, no, it's just for farm dogs, Mm -hmm. just for farm dogs. And, um, and then the, like the biggest lepto outbreak that has ever happened was like all of, it was mostly Yorkies in Chicago that were drinking out of, um, dog park water sources Mm -hmm. that raccoons were drinking at overnight. And like, I don't even know how many hundreds of lepto cases there were in these unvaccinated dogs. So now the rule is everybody gets vaccinated. Everyone gets vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot safer vaccine than it used to be too. So you don't worry about it like you used to. It does not have the reaction rates it used to. Yeah. 15 years ago was a different story, but they have changed it um, in in a ton of ways since then. So we don't really struggle with it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if your breeder said don't vaccinate your Yorkie, please vaccinate your Yorkie. Yes. I know. I had a breeder once. This is a tangent, but I haven't come up with a story yet. So here's, <laughs> there was this lady that comes in with a boxer, and she told me that her breeder said that it could not have Bordetella vaccine because Bordetella kills boxers. And I was just like, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know how to work with that statement. <laughs> There's just nothing even remotely accurate about about that like not even like a wives tale I could reference back to or anything I was just like no that's wrong but a a lot of dogs with uh, like especially the little dogs um you know the Havanese the Yorkies the Shih Tzus well you know Maltese they'll be like my breeder said they can't have lepto well your breeder is working off of information that's 20 years old Mm -hmm. so here's the current information yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) I just get a little bit upset about that sometimes I mean it is upsetting we've had a case of really suspected lepto and then the owner of the dog got sick and yeah and we suspect that was lepto and they would not vaccinate because the breeder told them not to and they uh, I was like they were like, well, but this breed of dog is super susceptible to um, dying of lepto vaccines. And I was, I was just like, no, they aren't. Yeah. No, they aren't. And then, and then yeah, and then the dog gets, you know, it's, lepto is tough to diagnose. But anyway, a huge tangent, basically to say lepto is everywhere, flu is everywhere, Bordetella is everywhere. Um, you need to be getting your dogs vaccinated before you travel and or board, especially boarding. Especially boarding, yes. Yeah. It's like going on a cruise ship, just plan on coming back with COVID, like, <laughs> but this is going to be kennel cough for your dog. Uh-huh. Which is frustrating, annoying, mm-hmm. and not, you know, the dog, if your dog gets kennel cough at Thanksgiving, it will still be coughing at Christmas. It's going to mess up your whole holiday it season. It will. And, and you're going to be tired of hearing coughing. You're going to be tired because you're not sleeping. And all of your thing, or all of your Christmas opening videos is going to have a dog coughing. coughing. That's right. It's usually, luckily, it's usually relatively self-limiting, mm-hmm. depending. But there's so many things that cause kennel cough. Some of them are very, very scary. And some of them are like, meh, that's annoying, like a cold, you yeah. know. Um, but prevent what you can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then get it all down the health certificate. And then a lot of times, like we, for example, have pet desks. So you can see your vaccine records on your phone. Um, you can just, they're with you every everywhere you go. Um, and a lot of 
different software systems that different veterinarians have will have like a client portal so you can mm-hmm. see your vaccine records digitally as well so um, those are always options too so you're not like you know looking through the glove box for yeah. where do I fumbling through the papers yes yeah. um, so those are great resources to to be able to see you know even right now what is my dog possibly coming up due for yeah and can I get it taken care of now ahead of time yeah it doesn't hurt especially on those adult dogs to just do it a little bit early Mm -hmm. um versus running the end of the length of those vaccine coverages because Bordetella it used to only be a six-month vaccine and now we're kind of pushing it out to a year it is improved but it's still like not solid and the same for Lepto um some of those strains, it's not covering for a full 12 months. They, they speculate more like 11. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we start asking dog owners to bring their pets in every 11 months, they're going to kill us. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, a little bit, actually. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, that's all I really, I mean, that's all I can think of, you know, the, the diet, probiotics, stress meds, travel meds vaccines health certificates yeah social integration or lack thereof yeah i mean i I think the moral of the story is just be prepared yeah don't just throw your pet in the holiday season um and not have a plan for what you're doing with them yeah yeah and you know and maybe um being prepared for what if something does go wrong where i'm going to be Mm mm-hmm so, you know, if, you're, if your mom and dad don't have a pet and don't have a veterinarian, but you're traveling out of state to go visit them, you know, maybe do some research on what veterinarians are in that area. Because you, you can't call us in Oklahoma and ask us to fill you scripts in Arkansas. Um, we can't do it. It's mm-hmm. not legal. And so we're not going to be able to just get you meds once you're gone. Right. So be prepared um, for where you're going as well. Mm-hmm. And, no, you know, no any hours that those clinics may have yeah Um, emergency hospitals in the area you know if they're just on-call services or if they actually have you know a 24-hour care facility depending on the size of where you're going the Mm -hmm. uh, size of the community but yeah preparedness preparedness is the moral of this story it is Um, so with all of that being said happy thanksgiving and merry Merry christmas Christmas. (laughs) and and happy new year I think that's all the things. <laughs> that's all the holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Well, that's a fair point. Oh, my gosh. That could get this. I'm probably missing other ones. Yes. Kwanzaa. This is why people say happy, happy holidays. holidays. Um, but, I, yeah, I think the reason I was saying multiple ones is to be like, don't forget this goes on Just for two stinking going. months. This <laughs> like, is a little one and on done. And on, yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, cool. Well, if you guys have any questions, as always, we're here, Northside Veterinary Hospital, Shawnee, Oklahoma. Uh, just also, wanna, oh, I know what I needed to say. If, if anybody's still listening, thank you, first of all. Secondly, um, there have been a couple of questions that were put up on um, Spotify, they do not let me respond to those questions directly. So um, I have to, uh, they, like, you can't comment back on those. So if you want a direct answer, email us, text us, something like that. Um, but uh, so one of the questions that was asked was um, about the um, foods that were grain free but they're also AFCO labeled and how is that working? And so I just want to say that AFCO standards are really based off of um, 
protein and carb and fat ratios and caloric intake and not necessarily going into things like, you know, is there potentially a taurine deficiency with grain-free diets? So um, just because it has an AFCO label doesn't mean the grain-free food could not potentially cause DCM in your dog. And so um, if you're feeding a grain-free food and you don't want to change it, once again, we just encourage you to throw some grain on top, like, you know, cook some rice, give them some rice on top of their food every so often. So um, so if I see questions posted that I cannot respond to, I'll just tag them at the end of other episodes just for bonus content for, for the people who listen. Thanks for listening to us or we wouldn't have any reason to do this. So, okay, that's all. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay, bye guys. Bye.